You're listening to Unveiling the Magic Podcast, where newcomers and seasoned Potterheads are all welcome. Hello and welcome back to Unveiling the Magic. My name is Laura. I'm Joni. And I'm Priscilla. In this episode, we find out why you shouldn't use a broken wand. We hear a malicious and mysterious voice. Remember voices, Priscilla? And get invited to a death day party. After all that fun, the trio looks suspicious when caught at the scene of a crime. We're talking about chapters 7 and 8 of Chamber of Secrets. Wow. Oh my god. Just for some insight, I like dropped a bomb on Laura and Joni right before (laughs) we started recording. Um, I only read up to my part of the podcast so once i'm done i have no idea what happens after that and that's joni's responsibility to fill me in oh no <laughs> i'm so, so so much pressure is on me right now oh see my how gosh this goes there is a lot of pressure um i put so that last sentence caught at a scene of a crime i was wondering would you call that a crime joni it's a crime yes. right okay yeah i was just making- why wouldn't it be a crime i don't know someone dead I don't know, Priscilla. I know I should have. I should have read it. I should have read it, but I didn't. Seriously, I'm gonna have to read like we'll just the entire goes. last page for you now. I think I was just gonna read part of it. That's a good idea. Oh gosh! So it's like half of chapter nine, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, how are we doing? We're good. We haven't recorded in like a couple weeks at this point, right? Yeah. And it feels like so. Yeah. It's nice to be back. It is nice to be back. We skipped last week because I was in Utah with Joni. Yeah, if you remember, beginning of May, I posted a story of my sister taking all of my (laughs) Harry Potter things or anything related to Harry Potter, taking it out and putting them all along my my kids, my son's toys, and just (laughs) taking Instagrams. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to see the aftershots to those. I haven't edited them yet, but <laughs> oh, you have yeah. to edit them. Mm. I'll show you, Priscilla. I saw that. I was like, "Wow!" They turned out pretty improvising. Good. You wouldn't. You you can't even tell where I was shooting them. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> always do a good job with those with those Instagram posts. Shout out to Laura. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So two thirds of unveiling the magic spent some time together recently. So that's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, I can't wait till we're all together. I know. I know. Hopefully Eventually. we can make that happen. That would be so fun. Yeah. And we could record in the same room. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That'd be cool. But I'm good. I'm good. Going back to work on Thursday after actually I've had like 10 days off. So nice. Yeah. I'm looking forward to being back. And then right after that, um, Phil and I, I don't know if we'll record between now and the time we get back, but mm-hmm. Phil and I will be going to Joshua Tree National Park for anniversary and uh, Palm Springs for a couple days too. But mainly Joshua Tree is what I'm super excited about because I've never done a national park actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, that's one I'd like to get to too. You guys should go to Zion. It's really pretty. Yeah. Zion National Park? Yeah. Yeah. It's in Utah, right? Yeah. It's like four hours away from me. Yeah, I feel like I have seen Zion pictures. Yeah, if you the most famous trail is the Narrows where you like walk in the water and like you're in like a canyon 
I did it when I went, but like it's really, really pretty. Like you're um they have like it's like a slot canyon with the water, but it's not as wide. I wouldn't call it a slot canyon, mm-hmm. which is like a super thin sometimes with slot canyons you have, you like have to turn sideways mm-hmm. to go through the trail. Yeah. But it's really pretty. A lot of people go there. I advise going there in like October or August. Oh really? Maybe not October. I think it's August. Just why, not why during August? the summer. Oh, know. okay. Just because okay. that's when everybody goes and it's really hot. Oh, yeah. Anyway. But I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. So happy early anniversary. Just in yeah. case we don't record. Thank you. Thank you. Three years. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow, you did it. I know. I did it. The hard work's over, right? <laughs> <laughs> Joni's like, no, have a child and then I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. We're just trying. At least I'm just trying to figure out how to get back to normal life right now we had a month in florida three days before my parents came up here and then my sister came my parents left i also i don't have a car right now like we have one car because my jeep broke hopefully we'll get that this week it broke oh so it's in the shop though yeah it's like an electrical thing yeah it's just been trying to get back to normal yeah um on my end Eastern North Carolina decided to freak out about the gas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the gas freak out. <laughs> we fly home. And we I'd heard about it and I'd read about it. And I'm like, okay, we get home. We drive past every gas station to get to my house. There's no gas. And then that's when I was just like, now this might be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, everyone freaked out and got all kinds of gas and extra cans I'm like, what is happening? But luckily, I had over—I think I had over half a tank of gas. So, and I don't—I live really close to my job, and other than that, I don't really drive much. Yeah, it—it wasn't that bad here. My dad was definitely like, "Make sure you get gas," and we're like, (laughs) "Okay." But the gas stations were out of regular gas, which luckily we we have to take premium for one of our cars, so Mm -hmm. that was helpful. But my my little car takes regular so i was like freaking out but i also had my car in the shop so that saved me gas because <laughs> nice. i wasn't using it for like three days yeah so gas freak out is over though right yeah like. yeah like it's back to normal now right uh, for the most part yeah yeah i saw this one thing that someone sorry someone was like y'all freaking out about not having gas when you trained for a year of on how to stay home and not go anywhere <laughs> right <laughs> right <laughs> i go to the grocery store and back that's it. Yeah. The most place they go is Target. Yeah. Same. And our Target's my treat. Yeah. It's a, I needed to get Roxas out of the house and get him to have some form of normalcy in the sense that he like sees other people besides me. <laughs> <laughs> we should get out of the house more. <laughs> yeah. Like when we'll go on walks with Roxas and we'll pass by like other people and he'll wave and say hi to everyone now. And I'm just like, okay, we need you to like hang out with some other kids because. You need to see people. You need to know who strangers are. (laughs) (laughs) Like this past month of him just seeing our family, I already see so much of a change in him. Oh, that's good. I know it's a really weird time to be be raising a child, I think. Yeah. Where was I the other day? Oh, I was getting my, Phil and I had an eye appointment on Saturday and there was this baby, I think maybe like 10 months and 
the lady said something and i was like oh my gosh so the baby was saying hi to the girl next to me another a stranger as well and the lady was like yeah he's a covid baby so he oh loves gosh. to just you know see people's faces because people aren't wearing masks at this point yeah and i was like wow a covid baby like we're like it's been that long oh, where my children God. were born and are now 10 months yeah I'm like, oh, well, I just guess he was 10 months. He couldn't have been a year yet. But I was just like, oh, my God. I was blown away. I was blown away. I was like, wow, it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy times. Anyway, let's get into the Let's get the to Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> now that you guys have listened to us for like almost 15 minutes, my yeah, let's talk about literally everything. COVID and quarantine and gas. Yes. <laughs> Where did we leave off? We left off with. After Professor Lockhart proves to be a pathetic teacher, Ron and Harry are suspicious of his abilities. As a vaguer one of mine. It is. <laughs> but it's true. Okay. My part. Okay. So, if we thought Harry was popular last year, Harry was now dodging what they were calling a small fan club in the corridors of Hogwarts. Gilderoy Lockhart and Colin Creevy seemed to pop up wherever Harry was, offering unwanted advice or snapping pictures of him. At the end of the first week, the trio planned to visit Hagrid Saturday morning, but at the crack of dawn, Oliver Wood, the Gryffindor Quidditch captain, was shaking Harry out of his slumber. Wood had a new training program, and they were going to be the first team to start practicing for the new season. I would not want to be woken up early Saturday morning. On the first oh week gosh. of Could you imagine? No thanks. <laughs> I can imagine trying to wake up Priscilla at a crack of dawn. <laughs> when like, happened? No. Harry gets ready, leaves Ron a note, and heads out of the dormitory. Colin Creevy had rushed down as well with his camera in hand. He had heard someone mention Harry's name and came quickly. I was like, Colin, relax. Like, this is a little stalkerish. Like, he had to been in bed. At the crack of dawn, and he happened to hear Wood say Harry's name, and he, like, jumps out of bed just to, like, follow Yeah, that him. is a bit creepy. <laughs> uh, Colin wanted to show Harry the developed picture of Lockhart and Harry, and Harry actually thought, like, he was actually happy that Harry's portrait did not want to be in the picture. He was, like, trying to like, get out of scoot it, yeah, out of the picture. Uh, Colin asked if Harry would sign it. But Harry apologizes and says he's in a hurry. Quidditch practice. Of course, Colin decides to tag along. He's never watched a game before. Creevy already knows that Harry was the youngest house player in a century and chatters off questions annoyingly as they walk to the Quidditch pitch. Harry described him as a talkative shadow. Harry went ahead and explained the game to him. And I just pointed out this is a nice little recap for the readers of what Quidditch is. I noticed they did that a lot in these chapters, yes. uh, like recaps of characters, recaps mm -hmm. of Quidditch and, and things like that. I was like, oh, okay. yeah, be prepared it's for recaps for every single book. Oh, uh, OK. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, I it's guess not it's a bad good. Thing. Yeah. Because some like Joni started with the first book or fifth book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I guess. I remember. So the fifth book had came out 
and we hadn't gotten our hands on it yet. And so our brother's friend came and was just like, hey, like, we know you guys liked reading the Harry Potter books and so did – she knew that my brother liked reading them too. So she's like, I, I bought you the fifth one, like the newest one, and, you know, you guys can read it. And Aww. we are so excited, right? We're, like, freaking out. Like, I, Okay, maybe I am. I don't know how Johnny I, was. I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, we are so excited. Johnny's like, no, it was you. <laughs> and I open it and it's Sorcerer's Stone. Was the fifth one even out? Yeah, I think so. Like, because I know, like, I was waiting oh, for that it. Sucks. And did they think they were getting you the fifth one? Yes, she she's she was like, this is the newest one, and I I think oh. she got confused. I don't know how she got confused. I thought maybe. Well, did you open it in front of her? I I don't remember actually. I just I remember like, being mm, like, can you please go back to the store and get the fifth one because this is wrong. I reread <laughs> this like five times. <laughs> The best yeah. part is, is that on the, oopsies, on the, right here, the yeah, spine, that's what I was saying. Year. Oh, so yeah, it does that say that. One? Yeah, so I don't She must know. have not been. Obviously, she was not a fan. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, mm, she probably did not read the books. So, anyways, I don't know why that reminded me of that, but. Also, funny. Sissy's really bad at hiding her disappointment. Oh, man, I am. So. It was probably bad. I have a feeling. <laughs> that they probably <laughs> they probably learned by just watching her open it yeah i was probably like thank thank, thank you, you. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks man <laughs> also if sissy told me that it wasn't it then i would have been like it's not the first one <laughs> i mean it's not the the newest one or something like that i probably would have done that so oh yeah johnny my mom had to remind Joni to, like, sometimes not say things out loud in front of other people. <laughs> like, oh. you know, things that just, you know, should stick with the family or, like, was inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's very Joni. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know how to keep my opinions to myself. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's a nice little recap. They get to the pitch and Colin goes to get a good seat to watch his hero and snap some more pictures of him. <laughs> Zero. The team were all looking sleepy except for the peppy captain. Wood started off explaining his new training program to his sleepy team, going over all the tactics and showing them the moving diagrams of the Quidditch pitch and players. Wood droned on and on explaining three boards worth of plays when finally it was time to actually practice them. Harry mounts on his broom and kicks off, and he soars up, feeling the rush of cool morning air. It was a wonderful feeling for him to be back on the broomstick flying. I like that image. The team hears clicking coming from the ground, and when asked who the heck was taking pictures and why they were calling out for Harry, Harry <laughs> pretends he has no idea. I have no idea. I don't know who that is. Oliver instantly thinks Colin is a Slytherin spy. But Harry corrects him, saying he was definitely a Gryffindor. Oh, I guess you do have an idea of who this guy is, <laughs> yeah. No matter, though, George realizes that the Slytherin team doesn't need spies when they were all present down below on the Quidditch field. Wood yells at Flint, the Slytherin captain, to hop off the field. Oliver booked the field for today. And from the book... Ah, said Flint, but I've got specially signed note here from Professor Snape. And it says, I, Professor S. Snape, give the Slytherin team permission to practice today on the Quidditch pitch, owing to the need to train their new seeker. Dun, dun, dun. 
Everyone looks to see who the new Seeker was, and it was Mr. Draco Malfoy. Turns out Draco's father, Lucius, bought the whole team seven highly polished new brooms with gold lettering of Nimbus 2001. It was the very latest model. Ron and Hermione cross started crossing the pitch at this moment, wondering what the holdup was. Draco tells Ron that he is now the new Seeker, and his father bought the team new brooms. Ron gaped at this news, and he's like drooling over the brooms. Our girl Hermione sees right through this action and says, At least no one on the Gryffindor team had to buy their way in. They got in on pure talent. And I said, ooh, burn. That is a burn, though. It's <laughs> a good one. I love Hermione. Oh, my gosh. But Malfoy's face flickers, and he replies with, No one asked for your opinion, you filthy little mudblood. <gasps> trying to be the other people in the room for you laura <laughs> thanks everyone reacts in a way for harry to realize that malfoy just called hermione something really offensive ron even yells you'll pay for that one malfoy ron grabs his wand and points it at malfoy's face there's a loud bang and a jet of green light shoots out of the wrong end of ron's wand oh lord ron falls back opens his mouth and belches out several slugs into his lap gross so just to be clear, when I was reading this, this is actual slugs coming out of his mouth. Yes. Right? Every time okay. he belches. Okay. Just yeah. making sure. <laughs> the Slytherin team is laughing hysterically at Ron, and the Gryffindors don't really want to get too close to him because he's gross. Harry suggests taking him to Hagrid's straight away, and Hermione helps pull Ron up. As they get to Hagrid's, they hide behind a bush to avoid seeing Lockhart, who was leaving Hagrid's hut. Lockhart would have definitely tried to quote-unquote fix Ron <laughs> if they would have run into him, so it was a good idea to hide behind the bush. Hagrid was glad to see them, and Harry explains to Hagrid what happened to Ron. Hagrid didn't seem bothered by the belching of slugs, and Hermione thinks that all they could really do was wait for it to stop. I'd be like, someone, do something. Yeah, I know, that's really gross it's got to be like a counter curse <laughs> who knows something. they just gotta wait it out well they went to hagrid who true can't do magic yeah that's a good point <laughs> if they know hagrid can't do magic what they go yeah. there for <laughs> well harry goes let's take him to hagrid it's closest because i was thinking like why didn't they go like why wouldn't the hospital like, wing be the first thing yeah yeah but i guess this leads them to hagrid they didn't want to like yeah Harry asked why Lockhart was visiting Hagrid, and apparently Lockhart was trying to give Hagrid advice on how to keep Kelpies out of a well, like Hagrid didn't know. Hermione tries to defend Lockhart, saying that Dumbledore must have thought he was a talented wizard since he gave him the job as defense against the dark arts professor. Hagrid tells him that it was actually because he was the only one for the job. No one else applied. Or, I don't know if no one else applied, but no one else was qualified for it, I guess. People were starting to think the job was jinxed. Harry then tells Hagrid that Ron was trying to curse Draco after he called Hermione something really bad. Ron speaks up and says Malfoy called her a mudblood, then dives back down into his basin of slugs. Harry and Hermione don't really know what it meant, though. Growing up outside of the wizarding world, 
Ron gasped between slugs and said, Mudblood's a really foul name for someone who was muggle-born. There are wizards, like Malfoy's family, who think they're better than everyone else because of their what people call pure blood. I can read today. <laughs> Hagrid adds, there isn't a spell our Hermione can't do. You're the best, Hagrid. Aww. Ron adds, between spitting slugs, that most wizards these days are half-blood anyway. If we hadn't married muggles, we'd have died out. Hagrid changes the subject and says that he had a bone to pick with Harry. Why hasn't Hagrid gotten a signed picture of Harry yet? And Harry did not find this joke amusing. After the slugs and the very sticky treacle toffee that they had at Hagrid's hut, they go outside to see what Hagrid's been growing in his garden. Wow. That was my section. <laughs> very eventful section there you got. <sighs> so when they said... Or when Ron said, if they hadn't married muggles, we would have died out. Does that mean there's just not enough wizards to mate? Yeah. Yeah. This is explained in, in another book, but there's so few pureblood wizards that a lot of, like, most purebloods are somewhat related. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Both of uh, Harry's parents were, Harry's pureblood, right? Yeah. No, he's half-blood. Wait. Remember Petunia? And her sister, they're not, they're muggles. Or, well, Lily's a witch, but she came from a muggle family. Oh, she came from a muggle. I'm like, wait, his mom was a witch. But yeah, okay, I see. Yeah, so his their dad was pure blood, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. his mom yeah. was not. Gotcha, because I didn't think about the mom's family. Yeah. I was just thinking about the two. Interesting, interesting. I thought that was yeah. interesting when I read that. All right, so we're at Hagrid's uh, garden. So in the small vegetable patch behind Hagrid's house were a dozen of the largest pumpkins Harry had ever seen. Each was the size of a large boulder, which is really big. What have you been feeding them, said Harry. <laughs> Hagrid looked over his shoulder to check that they were alone. Well, I've been giving them, you know, a bit of help, he said. You know. Harry noticed a flowery pink umbrella Hagrid had always seemed to have with him sitting in the corner. Harry had reason to believe before that this umbrella wasn't simply an umbrella, but Hagrid's wand. Hagrid wasn't allowed to practice magic. He got expelled from Hogwarts in his third year, and Harry never really found out why. Any mention of the matter and Hagrid would become mysteriously deaf until <laughs> the subject was changed. Which I'm... Do we ever find out? Like, Do we find out in this book? Can you guys tell me that much? Um, No, we won't tell why you. Why he got expelled. But we do wow, find okay. out. We do find out. Okay. Yes, yes. Hermione was sure that there was an enchantment charm used. She gave the Hermione stamp of approval on them, and Hagrid mentioned Ginny, Ron's little sister, had been there and said the same. Made a little joke that she was there looking for someone else that may have, may have been at his house. Wank, wank, <laughs> Harry. Harry. If you ask me, she wouldn't have said no to a signed, oh, shut up, said Harry. <laughs> Harry was ready to eat, so they said goodbye to Hagrid and walked back to the castle. Which, by the way, back to um, Hagrid kind of making fun of the whole Ginny and Harry thing. Mm -hmm. Ron laughed about it. So I'm wondering if Ron is okay with the fact that Ginny has a crush on Harry. He, like, doesn't care, I guess. Because I'm thinking about my older brothers when I was in school. <laughs> and Ricardo was so against me having a crush on anyone. Yes. Do you remember this, Laura? Yes. It was like madness. Even with me, he would find, he'd be like, oh, well, that person Probably is like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So I just find it interesting. I mean, maybe Ron's just more understanding. I don't know. Or not as overprotective as yeah. my brother was. But I also think Ron thinks Jenny is just a like a little girl and this is like a little girl crush. That's yeah. true. Female. Yeah. Harry was ready to eat, so they said goodbye to Hagrid and walked back to the castle. They had barely set foot in the entrance hall when a voice rang out. There you are, Potter, Weasley. It was Professor McGonagall. She told them they would both be doing their detentions that evening. Ron would be polishing silver in the trophy room with Mr. Filch and was not allowed to use magic. Harry would be helping Professor Lockhart answer his fan mail. Harry asked if he could just join Ron instead, but the answer was absolutely not. Apparently, Lockhart had requested Harry specifically. Ugh. I know. You're not getting lots of Lockhart time. (laughs) As the time grew closer to 8 p.m., both Harry and Ron felt they got the worst deal. Harry was dragging his feet along to Lockhart's office. He gritted his teeth and knocked. The door flew open and Lockhart beamed down at him. Ah, here's the scalawag, he (laughs) says. Come in, Harry. A large pile of framed photographs laid on Lockhart's desk. He asked Harry to address the envelopes. Time passed and the candles burned lower and lower. Harry's hands were aching. It must be nearly time to leave, Harry thought to himself. And then he heard something. Something very different from Lockhart's rambling or the dying candles. It was a voice. A voice to chill the bone marrow. A voice of breathtaking, ice-cold venom. I was like, wow, that voice. It's very descriptive. (laughs) And scary. I know. I was like, geez, it kind of gave me chills when Jim Dell read it. (laughs) Read it. (laughs) Come. Come to me. Let me rip you. Let me tear you. Let me kill you. What? creepy that is i will say i don't know jim dale does a really good mysterious creepy voice that was good. <laughs> yeah he did do one i was like i was driving today like <laughs> listening to him like oh my gosh <laughs> harry gave a huge jump and a large blot appeared on one of the envelopes what he said loudly i know said lockhart six solid months at the top of the bestseller list <laughs> broke all records no said harry frantically that voice Sorry, said Lockhart, looking puzzled. What voice? That that voice that said, didn't you hear it? Lockhart was looking at Harry in high astonishment. What are you talking about, Harry? Perhaps you're getting a little drowsy? Great Scott, look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. I'd never believed it. The time has flown, hasn't it? No, sir. No. Harry said nothing. He was straining his ears to hear the voice again, but there was no sound except Lockhart telling him to not expect a treat like this every time he got detention. To be fair, compared to Harry's last detention, this is a treat. (laughs) That is true. That is true. But I do point out later on, in like two sentences, when Harry got back, it was so late that the Gryffindor common room was almost empty. Ron wasn't back yet, so Harry put on his PJs, got into bed, and waited. Ron arrived half an hour later, and I just want to talk about the fact that they always give them detention like super late at night, and I'm like, I feel like they have to get up the next morning, and I feel like this should be like some sort of rule breaking of not having enough rest yes. for your students to practice magic the next day or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Ron complained about having to buff up the Quidditch Cup 14 times before Filch was satisfied. He asked Harry how it went for him, and of course Harry tells Ron about the voice he heard. And Lockhart said he couldn't hear it? 
Do you think he was lying? But I don't get it. Even someone invisible would have had to open the door. I know, said Harry. I don't get it either. Mystery. Done. Very much so. October arrived, and with that came a sudden spate of codes, which kept Madame Pomfrey pretty busy. Oliver Wood's enthusiasm for regular training sessions were still strong. <laughs> this is why Harry was bound late one stormy Saturday afternoon, a few days before Halloween, returning to Gryffindor Tower drenched and splattered with mud. As he crossed the corridor, he came across somebody who looked just as preoccupied as he was. Nearly headless Nick, the ghost of Gryffindor Tower, was staring out of a window, muttering under his breath. Hello, Nick, said Harry. Hello, hello, said nearly headless Nick. He wore a dashing plumbed hat on his long curly hair and a tunic with a ruff which concealed the fact that his neck was almost completely severed. You look troubled, young Potter, said Nick. So do you, said Harry. Ah, nearly headless Nick waved an elegant hand. A matter of no importance. It's not as though I really wanted to join. Thought I'd apply, but apparently I don't fulfill requirements. In spite of his airy tone, there was a look of great bitterness on his face. But you would think, wouldn't you? He erupted suddenly, pulling the letter back out of his pocket, that getting hit 45 times in the neck with a blunt axe <laughs> would qualify you to join the headless hunt. You would think, Nick, yes. Oh, yes, said Harry, who was obviously supposed to agree. I mean, nobody wishes more than I do that it had been quick and clean and my head had come off properly. I mean, it would have saved me a great deal of pain and ridicule, however, a nearly headless Nick shook his letter open and read furiously. We can only accept huntsmen whose head have parted company with their bodies. You will appreciate that it would be impossible otherwise for members to participate in hunt activities such as horseback head juggling and head polo. It is with the greatest regret, therefore, that I must inform you that you do not fulfill our requirements with very best wishes, Sir Patrick Delaney Podbor. I just had to read that letter because I thought it was so <laughs> funny. I'm like, oh yeah, God, poor Nick. He just wants to be part of the headless crowd. Fuming, nearly headless Nick stuffed the letter away. So here, nearly headless Nick asked Harry what's wrong, and Harry's sentence is drowned out by a high-pitched mewling near his ankle. His ankles. He looked down and found it was Mrs. Norris. You'd better get out of here, Harry, said Nick quickly. Apparently, Filch was in a bad mood. But twas too late <laughs> as Filch caught Harry while he was leaving. He complained about the muddy footprints and told Harry to follow him. Harry had never seen the inside of Filch's office before. A highly polished collection of chains hung on the wall. It was common knowledge that he was always begging Dumbledore to let him suspend students by their ankles from the ceiling. I just think it's funny that um, you got Filch again. I think I you know. talked about this part too. <laughs> he's crazy i was like writing this and reading this and i was like what <laughs> like this is so casually thrown in there and i'm just like wow okay he began to fill out the form and harry argued it was only a tiny bit of mud but filch truly had enough as he lowered his quill there was a loud bang on the ceiling of his office peeves filch roared i'll have you this time i'll have you Harry wasn't a fan of Peeves, but was feeling pretty grateful for his timing as Filch left Harry to go deal with him. Harry figured he would wait for Filch to return, so he sat down and noticed an envelope on the desk. With a quick glance at the door, he picked up the envelope and read. Little nosy there, Harry. I know. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I would totally try and read it. Really? Yeah. 
If I knew no one was would, in the room. I wouldn't. I mean, it's on the desk. Yeah, but it's like in an envelope. <laughs> oh, true. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't go rummaging through like drawers and stuff, but like I would definitely take a peek. Okay, maybe I would see like the front of it and then I would stop. I probably wouldn't have. I would be way too scared. <laughs> if it was like a situation where I knew he would be gone for a while, like if I was like, if I had like a job where it was like detention or something and I had to like be in that room and like I knew Filch wasn't going to be there for an hour, maybe. Yeah, oh, I'd probably okay. look through it. But in yeah. this kind of situation where you can come back like you anytime. You have no idea. Yeah. No. <laughs> Quick spell, a correspondence course in beginner's magic it read intrigued harry flicked the envelope open and pulled out the sheaf of parchment (laughs) inside more curly silver writing on the front page said feel out of step in the world of modern magic find yourself making excuses not to perform simple spells (laughs) ever been taunted for your woeful wand work there is an answer I won't read the whole thing because it's kind of long, but pretty much quick spell is like literally quick spell. So it's a course mm-hmm. that helps those who are struggling with their magic, correct? Yes. Does it help? Does it really help squibs? No, because they yeah. don't have magic. So I think this is I just I don't know a- if it's targeted to them, but it could be like as a money grip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the red, like some of... <laughs> Some of them I found funny. I'll read this one part. So at the bottom, there's like reviews on the letter. My wife used to sneer at my freeble charms, but one month into your fabulous quick spell course, and I succeeded in turning her into a yak. Thank you, quick spell. (laughs) See, it sounds like it's for people who just suck at magic. Yeah. Yeah. So for a squib, it really wouldn't work at all. But I think it's like a last ditch effort like he's like trying to do anything yeah interesting after harry thumbed through the rest of the envelope nosy why on earth would filch want a quick spell curse course not curse why on earth would filch want a quick spell course did this mean he wasn't a proper wizard shuffling footsteps approached and filch returned looking triumphant then harry noticed that filch noticed the envelope was in a different place than where he left it See, this is where you, you got to put it back right? where you found it. You can't if you're be nosy and it. not put it where you left yeah. it. Yeah. So maybe I, w- I, would, I wouldn't go through someone's mail. I forgot it was <laughs> That's illegal. <laughs> yes. I thought it was just openly on his, on his desk. The pressure of knowing exactly where it was and putting oh. it back, I feel like wouldn't get to me. I'd be like, is that where it was? They're going to notice. Yeah, yeah. Like, what do I say? <laughs> Harry had never seen Filch this mad. He said it was for a friend, and Harry then lied and told Filch he hadn't read it. Filch let Harry go since he wanted to write at Peeves. Or maybe he was just feeling a bit embarrassed, is what I I feel like he was probably like, just get out of here. Like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. And he was like, oh, I have to write Peeves' report. Harry sped out of the office, and he, at this point, couldn't believe he got out without being written up. Mm -hmm. When he hears head this nearly headness... I'm just going to say Nick. <laughs> when he hears Nick say, Harry, Harry, didn't work, he told Harry he persuaded Peeves to crash a cabinet right above Filch's office to distract him. Harry thanked him and said he wished there was something he could do for him about the headless hunt. Oh, but there was something Harry could do for him. 
Nick explained that Halloween this year would be his 500th death day and he would be holding a party in the dungeons. He said friends would be coming from all over the country and it would be such an honor if Harry attended. Even Ron and Hermione were welcome to join. Nick assumed Harry would rather go to his school feast, but Harry quickly said, no, I'll come. Harry Potter at my death day party? And do you think you could possibly mention to Sir Patrick how very frightening and impressive you find me? <laughs> said Nick with excitement. Uh, of course, said Harry. Nearly headless nicked. Nicked. <laughs> Nearly headless. Why can't I say his name? Gosh. <laughs> Nearly headless Nick beamed at him. I did it. Yay. Freaking nearly headless thing. <laughs> you said it great that time. I know. <laughs> when I'm not like. <laughs> you just got to get mad at him. Ugh. I'm ready. I'm ready for Jenny's part. Oh, my God. I can't believe you didn't read this far. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. I do remember Hermione. I read the page. She was like, a death day party? What kind of thing is that? No, that was wrong. Harry oh, was, was it Ron? Hermione was like Hermione was like okay. Then it was Ron. Who? No, who? How many people can say they went to a death? Oh, day Oh yeah, party? she did say how many people that are alive could say they've been to a death day party. You're right. Okay. Harry told Hermione and Ron about his invitation to the death day party. Hermione was intrigued and thought it would be cool to go to one. While Ron questioned the thought of celebrating someone's death. Sounds dead depressing. <laughs> Ron. Yeah, typical Ron. Love him. Harry was also going to tell the two about Filch's quick spell letter, but was interrupted by a salamander whizzing through the air thanks to Fred and George feeding it a filibuster firework. Cool. Is that like a news lady? <laughs> you did kind of. <laughs> also, I'm just gonna put this here now. When Priscilla was reading the quick spell letter, it reminded me of when Joey got sold the, the encyclopedia <laughs> in Friends. Oh, like, do you ever find yourself not understanding what other people are saying? <laughs> He's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I find I have the Am- Amazon Fire Stick, and we have HBO Max now, so I can watch Friends again. Ooh, nice noise. Do you when- have HBO Max, Priscilla? Or we got it for it? Lord of the Rings? Okay, literally. Because- no, we got it for Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Actually. But anyways, whenever it comes out, the Friends reunion, reunion. thing. Reunion. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. This that's month. on the 26th. I know it's when I'm in California, which makes you really sad, but I feel like hopefully I is can see it. it. Is it a one-time thing or is it a movie or is it a... Okay. So at first I was under the impression that it was just like a reunion and they were just going to chat, but then they then they released special guests. And the, the freaking list was pretty cool. Like They had a yeah. lot of really cool people on there. So I'm like, okay. I thought it'd be it like up. the Fresh Pr- Prince of Bel-Air one. Which I didn't, Did you see, that? I didn't no. see that one. I think it's on HBO Max. Hmm. I will look it up. Yeah, I guess we shall see. But I'm excited. I just, I mean, it won't be, Phil like made a good point. He's like, it's never going to be as good. Like even if it is yeah. them acting out an episode, it's yeah. never going to be good like the original. Because when they, it's been so long and they're all so much older, they're not like their personalities that they do every day. Anymore. Yeah. We'll see. Mm. Anyways, that's our friends talk. We have yeah. every episode. <laughs> just, just pause to talk about friends. Sorry. 
When Halloween did come around, Harry was regretting his decision to skip the feast. There was so much excitement surrounding Hagrid's giant pumpkins, and there were even rumors of dancing skeletons as entertainment. But as Hermione reminded him, a promise is a promise. So the trio made their way past the feast towards the dungeons. Honestly, if I was Ron, I would probably ditch. I was like, I didn't make this Ron didn't. I want food. (laughs) I feel like he could have like been like, okay, I'll go there for like an hour and then I'll go to the feast. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. The passageway leading to the party was lined with candles that emitted a blue flame, giving the area a ghostly feel. As they got closer to the party, it sounded there was the sound of fingernails scratching a chalkboard. Ugh. It got louder. Oh, what was I? This is why you don't go off what try and veer off what you wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, we I are horrible at improv. Like, why am I talking? <laughs> yeah, I can't. As they got closer to the party, the sound of fingernails scratching a chalkboard got louder. Is that supposed to be music? Ron questioned. I just have to say that when I was reading this chapter or listening to it, Ron is one of the most pessimistic complainers <laughs> of this whole section. Like, <laughs> oh my god! But I can feel truly that. Ron. I can feel that though. Honestly, Ron did not want to be there. He wanted food. <laughs> and same. Nearly had. Nearly headless Nick greeted the trio mournfully as they entered the party. The room was a sight to be seen. It was full of pearly white translucent people. It felt as though they were in a freezer. And walking through the room, Ron Ron (laughs) reminded... (laughs) That should be a verb. (laughs) When you're acting like Hermione. Hermited. Honestly, I'm surprised Hermione didn't say this. Ron (laughs) reminded everyone to be careful not to walk through anyone. They walked through the party until Hermione said, oh no. Hermione immediately asked to turn around because she didn't want to talk to Moaning Myrtle. Who? Harry asked. Also, um, that's exactly how I react when I see people I'm not ready to talk to. Yeah, you just ask or turn around. I just turn around and just panic. Gosh, way to be obvious, Joni. I mean, I turn around and then I panic, so they don't see me panicking. They just see the back of my head. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I probably am obvious, but you know, (laughs) you're probably like. Oh my god, that reminds me of another Joey moment. Do you remember that episode where he's teaching someone or he's showing Chandler or Ross? He's like, you can tell when someone's smiling from the back of their head. <laughs> he's like smiling? Not smiling. Smiling? smiling. Not smiling. And literally, he's <laughs> the back of his head. Oh, man. Oh, goodness. Joey. Who asked Harry? Hermione explained that she was a ghost that haunted the girls' bathroom on the first floor i thought it was the second floor hold on (laughs) you gotta get this right because priscilla didn't get to this part it's really important actually i did hear i did hear this part because i remember jim dale was doing hermione's voice and he was like i can't even take a pee without (laughs) she says that and i'm like oh okay it is the first floor at least on my book it says first floor 
Hermione explained that she was a ghost that haunted the girls' bathroom on the first floor, and that she had kept the bathroom closed all year due to constantly flooding the toilets. Look, food! Any guesses who shouted that? <laughs> Ron! Ronald! The trio made their way to the food table, but as they approached, they stopped in their tracks. There was a horrible smell coming from the table. All of the food was completely rotten. Oh, Gag. God. Oh my god. There is also a gray tombstone-shaped cake with Sir Nicholas de Mimsey Porpington died 31st October 1492. Dang. Wow. Harry watched as a ghost approached the table of rotting food. The ghost opened his mouth wide and crouched low and passed his mouth through the rotting salmon. <laughs> Harry asked if he could taste it, and the ghost replied, almost. Rotting salmon? Like oh rotting God. fish? Oh, gross. Hermione assumed that rotting food gives a stronger flavor for a higher chance of tasting the food. Hmm. As the party continued, the trio met. <clears throat> the trio was met by Peeves. He brought up how he heard what they had said about Moaning Myrtle and how he find it, found it so rude, and he wanted to make sure that they talked to her. Peeves wow. hollered Myrtle over. I'm like, mind your own business, dude. <laughs> How are you, Myrtle, said Hermione, in a falsely bright voice. It's nice to see you out of the toilet. Myrtle sniffed. <laughs> Miss Granger was just talking about you, said Peeves slyly in Myrtle's ear. Just saying, saying how nice you look tonight, said Hermione, glaring at Peeves. Myrtle eyed Hermione suspiciously. You're making fun of me, she said, silver tears welling rapidly in her small see-through eyes. No, honestly, I didn't. I just... I was just saying how nice Myrtle's looking, said Hermione, nudging Harry and Ron painfully in the ribs. Oh yeah, she did. Don't lie to me, said Myrtle, gasping, tears now flooding down her face, while Peeves chuckled happily over her shoulder. Do you think I don't know what people call me behind my back? Fat Myrtle, ugly Myrtle, miserable moaning, moping Myrtle. Aww. You've missed Aww. out Spotty, said Peeves in her ear. Myrtle burst into anguished sobs and fled from the dungeon. Peeves shot after her, pelting her with moldy peanuts, yelling, Spotty! Spotty! Peeves is a jerk. Yeah. Nearly Headless Knit eventually came back to the trio to see if they were enjoying the party. They promptly lied to him, saying that they were, but then a dozen ghosts on horse came barging through the dungeon. The Headless Hunt ghosts had arrived. Nick's demeanors changed to stiff and defensive. The group teased Nick about not being part of the headless hunt, and Harry tried to convince the group that he found Nick very scary, but they saw right through Harry's awkward vouch for Nick. <laughs> Harry better, doesn't Harry. know how to lie. Like It's like just full of ums and errs. Yeah. <laughs> the trio found this to be a good time to bid adieu, and they made their way out of the freezing dungeon. Making their way towards the Great Hall, Ron had hoped that dessert was still being served. But then, Harry heard it. Rip. Tear. Kill. This always scares me. This voice is really scary to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same voice he heard in Lockhart's office. Harry stopped in his tract and looked around, trying to find the source of the voice, but saw nothing. Ron and Hermione questioned him, but he shushed, he shushed them, saying that he heard the voice again. Hungry. For so long. Listen, he told them. Kill. Time to kill. The voice was getting fainter. Harry tried to follow, and he followed the sound, and 
led Ron and Hermione towards the entrance hall. Ron and Hermione continued to ask what in the world they were doing, but Harry quickly shushed them again. It was hard to listen to the voice with the babbling coming from the Great Hall. I smell blood. I smell blood. Harry, alarmed, shouted, It's going to kill someone! He rushed up the stairs to the second floor corridor. Harry, what is this all about? I couldn't hear anything. Ron questions Harry, panting once he caught up to him. Look! shouted Hermione. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you should have read this part. (laughs) What's happening? I'm like really invested. Something had been shining on the wall ahead. They approached slowly, squinting through the darkness. Foot-high words had been daubed on the wall between two windows, shimmering in the light cast by the flaming torches. The Chamber of Secrets has been opened. Enemies of the air, beware. What's that thing hanging underneath? said Ron in a slight quiver in- with a slight quiver in his voice. As they edged nearer, Harry almost slipped over. There was a large puddle of water on the floor. Ron and Hermione grabbed him, and they inched towards the message, eyes fixed on the dark shadow beneath it. All three of them realized what it was at once, and leapt backwards with a splash. Mrs. Norris, the caretaker's cat, was hanging by her tail from the torch bracket. She was (gasps) stiff as a board, her eyes wide and staring. For a few seconds, they didn't move. Then Ron said, let's get out of here. Oh my gosh, she's dead. Someone killed her. My god, this is a cliffhanger for <laughs> Priscilla. Is that it? Uh, At the end almost. of the chapter? Uh, no. I'm almost done. <laughs> Harry suggests they find someone to help, but Ron quickly shuts that down, saying that they would not want to be found there. Smart, Ron. Smart. But it was too late. The rest of the school was getting out of the feast. Hundreds of students were soon oh, <laughs> around the trio, taking in the scene in front of them. Enemies of the air, beware. You'll be next, Mudbloods. None other than Draco Madfoy made his way to the front of the group. He was smiling at the sight of Mrs. Norris. Okay. <laughs> so the Chamber of Secrets has been opened. Dun, dun, dun. The Chamber of Secrets has been opened. En- enemies of the air, beware. What? <laughs> They approach slowly, squinting through the darkness, but high words have been daubed. What is that word? Daubed? I daubed. don't know. <laughs> On the wall between two windows shimmering in the light. So, like, were they written in blood? Yeah. Is that what it was written in blood? Oh, my gosh. <gasps> Mrs. Norris. I mean, I wasn't a big fan, but I didn't want her to die. <laughs> it's crazy. And this is why I was freaking out when I found out you didn't read this part. Yeah, that's de- I definitely missed a lot not reading that part of this chapter. Yeah, it was only half of it, I too. wonder... Oh, my God. So many questions. Okay. <laughs> I wonder, like, this voice, is it... I smell blood. I smell blood. It's like... I, I'm confused because it's like saying kill time to kill mm-hmm. but then it says i smell blood i smell blood but it says like is it warning him that it's killed something or that something is dead or that it's wanting to kill like i don't know i mean it is an evil voice so I, f- I have a feeling it's evil mm-hmm. lots of questions mm-hmm. chamber of secrets i just want to bring up first before we get into questions is remember Joni's word for this book voices <laughs> yeah <gasps> so there's gonna be more probably <laughs> Or the same one. Oh, this I don't like this voice. It kind of creeps me out. It is pretty creepy. Yeah. Huh. So does Harry have like some sort of like 
ability to read to hear voices now of things that are happening that is what he's questioning nobody else can hear it at least yeah. ron and hermione couldn't and lockhart couldn't oh yeah and lockhart my child is still awake really yeah i just heard him <laughs> it is almost ten thirty. what are you doing roxanne well i know that's a lot of there's a lot of questions i have a lot of questions but i'm sure i'll get but them answered. i'll start with the beginning sections so which detention would you rather have so i have either signing fan mail with gildory for four hours or almost four hours or polishing the trophy room with no magic. And that was like over four hours because I, they yeah. left at the same time. And then Ron was still Returned not back. half an hour later. And you're also with Filch. Signing without a question. I yeah, can ignore too. Gilderoy. I can sew <laughs> out. I feel like that's what Harry did too. But like <laughs> signing, fine. I know my, art, my hand would hurt. But Filch, yeah. No. I would not want to be around Filch. Honestly, also, I would probably enjoy listening to half of the stuff coming out of Gilderoy's. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I can't wait to go back and tell Ron and Hermione. Yeah, like, that's what I would do. Yeah, that's true. Like, have a highlight of what he's saying. Definitely a uh, Lockhart. It's a treat after all, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you know, really. You're not in, like, the scary forest, possibly going to die. <laughs> um. So this... I put this question for just my section, but it actually works for Joni's too. Whose voice do you think he hears in Lockhart's office or where do you think it's coming from? So I actually tried to think of the, like, who could this voice Mm -hmm. be when I initially read that chapter eight part, at least. I mean, I do kind of think back to to Dobby's warning Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I feel like it has something to do with that. And maybe it's like more than just one thing this is like part of like a big thing i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know thinking back to voices i feel like there will be more voices not just this voice mm-hmm. i'm thinking of context clues you guys have given me <laughs> but i don't know exactly who i think it is um yeah i don't really have a guess on who i think it is but i definitely think it has something to do with the warning mm-hmm. do you think you know like what it is like do you think it's a ghost or no because i feel like if harry's the only one listening it's something tied to him and maybe something that happened to him with the whole voldemort thing Mm -hmm. in that i don't know that now he's unlocked some sort of like ability to hear like these evil voices like when they're doing evil things maybe achievement unlocked (laughs) yeah (laughs) achievement unlocked (laughs) (laughs) it's <laughs> good i th- i thought of this question when priscilla was doing her section it's a stupid question but oh well so when nick has the letter is it an actual letter because oh, oh yeah i thought they couldn't interact with things i thought that's what was specifically the difference between peeves and the yeah. ghosts. but do you think like a ghost can write a, a ghost, ghost letter, letter? <laughs> would it be on ghost paper yeah or- he pulled it out of his pocket and everything yeah like so would you be able to just see the letter in his pocket interesting yeah. just like a piece of paper yeah on his hip it has yeah because he it's, can't pick anything up yeah so it's not a real letter like a physical letter so i'm guessing they can like get ghost things ghost paper that's what it is <laughs> ghost paper that's funny and then would you want to be a ghost and would you celebrate your death day 
Yeah, I kind of like the idea of celebrating my death day. It's like you look forward to something even after you're dead. It's like your birthday, but the opposite. Yeah. 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 If you're going to spend so your time I, as a I ghost. Would. Yeah. Um, I would definitely celebrate my 500th. That's a long time. That's a big dead. one. But I feel like I would. I mean, if I had to, probably wouldn't want to be a ghost just because I'm sure they see a lot and they can't really do anything, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I would make the best of it. I got really sad at the thought of them not being able to eat and just have to watch people eat. Yeah, that is sad. And they like can remember what it was like. Oh, yeah. They were eating the rotten salmon. They're like, I can almost taste it. (laughs) And imagine imagine eating something and not being able to taste it and being like, I can kind of almost. It's almost there. That's that is sad. And with like advancements and improvements in food. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's been dead for 500 years. He doesn't get the taste of burger. <laughs> yeah, and if someone was trying to describe like a pizza to him, he's like, wow, I've never had one of those. <laughs> Poor ghost. Okay, what's going through your mind right now, Priscilla, with that last part? Oh my gosh, a lot. First of all, <laughs> I'm wondering if like this was set up because like the more I think about it, it's like it was right in front of the entrance hall, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's where the party was. For the, the Halloween feast? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it feast. was on the it was on the second floor. So almost everybody would see it except for the Hufflepuffs because they don't need to go upstairs to go to their. I love that you know that, <laughs> that you had that they're downstairs. <laughs> um. So I feel like like I'm wondering did this person or this whatever like try to frame them and that's why he was like luring them in. I don't know. And is this going to keep happening to where Harry is following the voice and then he ends up looking bad? Mm-hmm. And also, why Mrs. Norris? That's what I'm thinking. And I feel like they he had an interaction with her, too. So I feel like he did that interaction was written yeah. there for a reason. They yeah. kind of like pointed her out, talked about her, recapped her, and yes. then boom, she's dead. Yes. I'm like, dang. I did think about that, too. It was a nice little... Oh, yeah. Remember Miss Norris? Yeah. Remember her. Exactly. Put you in her brain and then I'm going to, you know. Kill her. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. What a what a part not to read. <laughs> I know. That's why I was like, see? Oh, my God. <laughs> this is why everybody was like, wait, what? You didn't read this part? I the know, biggest part? That, I was like, whoa, what did I miss? <laughs> I only, It was only like six pages or something. I know. <laughs> like, honestly, not a lot has happened you know, like little and things, <laughs> and then yeah. poor Priscilla was like, Priscilla well, doesn't know. read like the biggest part that we're gonna see right now. It's gonna be a oh, calm, gosh. calm section again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> Bill just gonna hate Harry. Oh man, I didn't even think about Phil. He's like obsessed with that cat. Which what what is going on there? <laughs> what what is that? There's actually like theories yeah there's theories that mrs norris was once a witch a human yeah yeah and she okay. like got cursed, cursed or and then yeah to be a uh, a cat and that she was like filch's i don't know like spouse and yeah then... spouse or lover and okay but that's that, just a, that would make sense that's just a theory that has yeah yeah when you give people 10 years to think about things with no new information <laughs> You run wild. Interesting. Wow. 
Um, we do meet Moaning Myrtle. You'll see her in a couple more books. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we meet Moaning Myrtle. She's She was a student at Hogwarts that died. Um, you don't know how she died, um, but she haunts the toilet in the girl's bathroom. And so that's her, how Hermione knows On the first floor. Her. That's an interesting place to haunt. <laughs> it is. Uh, most valuable wizard. This is a tough one for this one because not a lot. Like, they didn't do much. No. Ron would be, like, the opposite of most valuable <laughs> wizard in section. Like, first of all, not you helpful. put a spell yeah. on yourself and then you're just, like, complaining the whole time and not being helpful. Um, Hagrid for his pumpkins. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, that's, that's like the most we got right now. Yeah. It's like the most we got. And most magical yeah. moment. Probably the death yeah. day party. It's like, yeah. it's part of the magical world. Like that yeah. is something you'd never experience anywhere else. That's true. I would say like the whole slug thing as well is <laughs> yeah. pretty crazy, but not like magical. Yeah. I mean, magic was heavily involved there. But, <laughs> but yeah, as far as magical, definitely the party. I think I, I would agree with that because- they're literally the only living beings there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So just from last book, last Halloween, a troll was in the dungeon mm. and the <gasps> trio. Oh, a trend. Yeah. The trio got themselves into the situation as well. And this year, Halloween, they went to a death day party. Oh, cool. N- nearly headless Nick. So did he die on Halloween, I'm guessing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Interesting. I'm just putting that together. Um, and the Chamber of Secrets opens. What does that so mean? something always happens on Halloween. <laughs> yeah, what does that mean, the Chamber of Secrets opened? No one knows. Well, the you trio doesn't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> we know now. Interesting. Well, I think that that leaves us with a lot of questions that it will hopefully does. be answered when I say us that mean me. <laughs> Next episode should be fun. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure to read chapter 10 and 11. <laughs> uh, that was kind of cool, though, like, experiencing that as you read it. I was like, what <laughs> just happened? You guys got to witness her initial gasp. <laughs> I was, like, staring at you like, huh, huh, tell me more. And then you said it, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I could see your face. You're like, wait, what? Wait, what's happening? <laughs> This is all happening too fast. What's happening? Oh my gosh. That was great. What a good episode, guys. <laughs> nice to be back. It is. All right. So I think that brings us to the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. All right. So this brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, if you'd like to leave a review wherever you're listening, we'd really, really appreciate that. And if you'd like to stay connected with us outside of the podcast, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Unveiling the Magic. Also on Twitter at Unveiling Magic. Yay. Thank you so much for being here. Um, if you do reach out to us on, on social media, just let us know that you, what you like about the podcast and where you're listening. Because we had a girl message us and it was really cool to see how she found us and oh, yeah. where she was from. So. Yeah, we love to hear from you guys. We honestly, we get so excited when we hear (laughs) from our listeners. We like, we'll text each other and we're like, oh my gosh, someone just told us like they found us on this place. And it's just really exciting because because we get to interact with you guys and we don't really get to do that because we're just talking to each other here. (laughs) Yeah. But all right. Okay. Until next time. Mischief managed. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening. Yes. Hello. I did not hear you guys clap. So oh, I didn't hear your guys' clap either. I thought it was just I me. I was like, wait, what <laughs> My head was like, oh, were we just so in sync? <laughs> I'm excited. We haven't recorded in a while. I know. Okay. It has been a while. On. I might, like, try and skim through my part. <laughs> while you yeah, guys you better, are... better not have left out details. I'm going to read it. And just <laughs> And I will, I will let you know if you did a good job after I read it. Oh How about gosh! That? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It's gonna be like I, wait, I suddenly what? feel great. like Joni, you missed a really important part, and I'm just now learning it. Harry even yells, "You'll pay for that one, Malfoy!" Ron grabs his wand and points it at Malfoy's face. Wait, did you say Harry Ron, yelled that? Ron Shoot. yelled that. Yeah. Shoot. Malfoy called her a mudblug. Did I say that right? <laughs> Malfoy called. I think her- you said blug. Let me go actually get the book real quick. Right okay. back. Sorry. Sorry. I need to check on Roxas because I heard thumps. Oh, gosh. I'll just <laughs> sit here by myself, sipping my water, eating my Chips Ahoy cookie without anyone to judge me. Foot high words had been dabbed. Until next time. Um, oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> okay. Reach out. Thank you for being here, Laura. <laughs> just just talk. Just go. <laughs> He's upset. And I lost in my spot, so now I don't know. I'm just rambling, guys. <laughs> Where the heck am I? Harry told Har my, my own hair, my own. I don't know. Yours is not updating because I changed that. Oh. Yeah, it says Hermione oh. on mine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what are you reading? <laughs>